up everything? Our favorite miserable city, Buffalo, is in the dumps again after saying bye-bye to GM Jason Botterill. We'll dive into the misery in moments. Then we'll touch on the new COVID cases and what they mean for the future of the NHL. And Ian has prepared a quiz that I don't want to do, so let's get started and let's go Blues! Jason Bottrell, do you like it in this city? I've been watching all these games and well, this team's not looking pretty from my view. The spotlight shining bright on you to make a move. Hey Jason Bottrell, I'm sure things are not that easy, but your answer to our scoring woes was Johansson and VC. Well, it's true. Without Jack Eichel, we'd be screwed. What would we do? Oh, you gotta do something. 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 Gotta do something. Hey Jason Bottrell, that O'Reilly trade was rough How could you think that Patrick Berglund and Saboka were enough? It sounds insane But I hear O'Reilly's doing great So they say Hey Jason Bottrell, I just hope you have the answers Cause our ring's starting to look and feel Just like the Florida Panthers and it's tough back everyone welcome to the two guys one cup podcast it is friday june 19th juneteenth which is important and we should make it a national holiday mm. i don't know why that sounded sarcastic because i do mean that that's just the way his voice <laughs> sounds just who i am uh, i was just in texas yesterday and juneteenth is the celebration of the day that the emancipation proclamation mission was first read the Emancipation Proclamation, in uh, the last state to hear it, which was Texas. So June 19th, Juneteenth is the date commemorating that great advancement in American history. And yeah, I do think we should make it a holiday, but that's just me. That's a lot of people, but that's just me. Has it become more prominent in the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think I it mean. Has. Yeah. I only learned about it like three years ago. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I've heard it the last few years. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like I've only, to be fair, I mean, I'm not trying to act like I'm way more plugged in than I am. I think I feel like I've only really known what it's about mm-hmm. the, really this year pretty much. Like, I so. felt like an idiot when I looked it up and I was like, oh, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a dummy. It's got a weird name. Like, the name doesn't really give it away. You know, yeah, it's not yeah. like Emancipation Day. You might know, but... Mm, that's um, true. So I kind of sort of get that, but yeah. So uh, happy, happy Juneteenth. I don't know what the right word is. We haven't decided, but um, we'll maybe, have it for you next week. Maybe one day it will be a national holiday, and then much like Memorial Day and Independence Day and Labor Day, we can you know use it to barbecue and forget what it's about. Mm-hmm. But you know, as per usual, that's right. <laughs> we are Americans. That's how you know you're a real holiday. That's right. Uh, it's it's Friday. It's June. I was in Texas for work, and now I'm back. When did you get back? 
this morning. One thirty-ish. Really? Yeah, not terribly bad. I'm surprised. When you texted me, you were just past Little Rock. Were you like just past Little Rock into probably, Missouri? It was probably an hour past Little Rock okay. at that point. But I was like, so I, I I'll go on a rant because we don't yeah, have yeah, a lot yeah. of things. Yeah, folks, we're gonna talk. Just, <laughs> what he said in the intro. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's the stuff. If you ain't into those, <laughs> get out. Uh, I use Waze instead of mm. like Google Maps or whatever. For the first time. And Waze... Google Maps does this to some extent, but Waze takes... We will get you there by the fastest route possible to the extreme. Oh, very seriously. Such that on my way down there, I did not touch an interstate. <laughs> I, maybe literally. I think there were a couple where it's like, okay, drive on this for... Five minutes until we Does get to the Does that scare you? Yeah. That scares <laughs> it sure me a did, lot. Ian. Let me tell you what really scared me, though. So I was, I was, so for a business trip, went down to Houston first. First thing I've done since, first really thing I've done at all since COVID that isn't just like, you know, calmly hanging out with one friend at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but it wasn't like we were, we were just meeting with, eight or nine of us in this, you know, smaller subset of the business. It wasn't like a big conference or anything reckless. Uh, and, you know, we were safe and distanced and stuff like that for the most part. So, like, it wasn't, I wasn't uncomfortable with it or anything, but it was weird to be, like, traveling at all. Um, but, yeah, so I went down and I was, I drove down partially because COVID, it just felt safer, partially because I actually just love road trips. I like, I'm a super introvert who doesn't get much time, like, super alone. So it's like 12 hours alone in the car to just, like, listen to podcasts or audiobooks or, like, sing badly to music. Like, that's that's dope. You know, I'm in here <laughs> for that. And then partially because I hate flying out of Lambert because everything's connected and I hate connecting flights and all that. So, you know, I, feel, I always feel like I had to justify myself when I'm like, I drove 12 hours because that is a little crazy. But I'm me. You're mm-hmm. not me. You don't have to drive 12 hours. So who cares? To your Lambert point, I swear it didn't used to be like that. No, it didn't. Once, once TWA died... And we weren't a hub anymore. It got worse and worse, and now it's just like everything is yeah. Chicago. Oh yeah, everywhere Atlanta. Yeah, it's Delta, but yeah, Dallas. Just hate it. Let <laughs> me just go straight to wherever the fuck I want to yeah. go. Sometimes I, it's to Minnesota. Like you want to go to Chicago first. I'm like no, it's not that it's, far. It seems like it shouldn't be that way. You know, <laughs> like, a flight to Chicago is sad yeah. to me. It is. Oh, I will never. So I sad. will never fly to Chicago. Under if uh, if I'm getting there in under six hours, it's flight's not even a consideration mm-hmm. for me. Cause if you do it where you like have to be at the airport an hour early or more, mm-hmm. and then you're not landing at your destination, you know, you're obviously landing at the airport, disembarking, finding mm-hmm. an Uber, or renting a car, or whatever. Yeah. I don't think you're saving that much time anyway. And I again love driving, so whatever. That's a tangent. Mm-hmm. But suffice to say, I left super early Tuesday morning to get down there. Because two, I mean, most some of us were arriving Tuesday night, the ones who weren't already in Houston, and we wanted to like get together and like have dinner because working remotely is odd, and you get really close to people that you've met once or twice or not at all uh, in real life. Mm-hmm. So, um, drove down, and we decided about halfway that I was on pace enough to like 
just pick up one of the people from the airport instead of them getting an Uber, which was kind of funny because it's like, oh, so I took my car all the way to just drive to the airport <laughs> anyway, but we did it. And when I rerouted, I don't know if it was when I rerouted or if it had just been this way all along and I wasn't paying attention, but it told me to go from St. Louis to Houston through Louisiana. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is, okay, which apparently is a thing that you know about, but like... It suddenly was like, you know, you know, when you're on an interstate or on any highway and it's like, take this exit that goes to Shreveport and Dallas or whatever. Yeah. Like, like I don't know where it doesn't matter where I'm at. Five hours going. away. Like, yeah. These are sort of on the way. So when it was like exit here for Shreveport and Dallas or Shreveport and Houston, I was like, OK, but I'm not going to Shreveport because why would I? And then I was very much going to Shreveport. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was like. It was super back roadsy, like the whole time, which scares I, the bejesus which it was out like, of me. It was they were all like pretty pay like good roads. It wasn't like yeah. super jank, but it was very like deliverancey at at times. Mm. And I was like, if this car breaks down, I'm it's over. dying. <laughs> and Game I'm not, over. Not even necessarily because the townies are gonna kill me, although probably, but just because like. Who am I going to talk? I'm not going to talk to the townies for help. So I'm just on my own out here. Time to push the car. And there was one point, you know, when you're in those stretches where it's like, oh, I'm under a quarter of a tank and it sure doesn't look like a gas station's course. But we made it. Uh, But yeah, I forget why I started all this. But... um, Yeah, just Waze. Use Waze. I went on the Waze ramp. Yeah. So anyway... Yeah, the one time... Waze was great. It tells you when cops are coming, which I'm not, I'm not like a lead foot, but if I'm doing a long road trip, I'm like five to ten over most of the time, you know. <laughs> what a badass. Comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I'm comfortable, you know, enough yeah. staying in that space, but it's nice to know if cops are on the way and like... It's great for that stuff. It's not great. I guess all GPS apps do this, but it, like, will repeat your getting off instructions, like, five times. Especially if you're getting off somewhere and then there's, like, a fork, Hmm. you know, because it'll be, like, in two miles, exit right, and then stay left. And then it'll be, like, in a quarter mile, exit right, and then stay left. And then once you're there, it'll be, like, exit right and stay left. And then it'll say, stay left. And it's like, yeah, if I can get it, let me hear hear the Scrubs podcast, I was going to say, that's one of the (laughs) biggest, like, first world problems. Yeah, I'm like, I know where I'm going at this point, and it keeps interrupting your, like, music or something. You're like, I don't care anymore. The other one is when you get out at a gas station or something, and you're inside, and you forget to turn ways off and it takes your turns in the store as you turning in the car. <laughs> and then suddenly your phone is like, turn right onto, you know, ways and means Avenue. And I'm like, huh? What? what? Oh <laughs> God. Google will do that. If you are in the car and you're at a stoplight and you're going to go forward, but you've had to stop because it's red uh-huh. and it thinks like you somehow turned on some other street. And so it's trying to get you back on your street. Like, no, 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 no. I'm going to go straight. It's the same as always. Why did you think I went anywhere? It's like, Oh, someone told me, well, it's because you stopped. I'm like, does Google not account for the fact that cars Cars. will stop at some point? So on that point, again, folks, very few topics. We got to pad this one out. I love that these things are super precise and that they're like, If you follow the speed limits in our exact directions, you'll get there at 1113 or whatever. Mm -hmm. What I don't love is that 
every car that's ever driven 12 hours has had to make some stops because cars need food <laughs> and people need food and so like i that that stuff drives me crazy cuz like whatever whatever time you read in your driveway at 5 a.m. and it's like you'll get there at very generously 3:35 or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like you you know intellectually that you won't, mm. but like it feels like a race against that time, and you're only always losing time. Oh yeah, you'll Unless never make you're it. Speeding, and then you pick up like one minute, and you're like, yeah, I got him now. I do, <laughs> I do like watching it go down a little. Yeah. We're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a badass. <laughs> I'm I was such a left foot. Uh, I just wish it would either automatically or at least give you the option to like, hey, add thirty minutes to this because. I'm going to need to get gas three times or whatever, yeah. you know? Only twice, I think, on these oh, trips. Really? Like, I mean, if I started full, it was like two, and then when I got here, it was pretty empty. But, like, not bad. Little Pontiac vibe holding up. I was going to say, I'm going to do an advertisement for your car for, for people to buy one, but uh, no dice. I was told the other day by the guys at Firestone, whom, from whom I got an oil change, because I'm not manly enough to change my own oil, because who does that? Uh, the smart people who want to save money and who, you know, don't fear getting greasy, but that's not me. <laughs> so, uh, but the guy at Firestone was like, you had the nicest Pontiac vibe still in existence. And I was like, thank you for that definite insult. Like, <laughs> it was a very car guy thing to say, like, oh, you take care- great care of your shitty old yeah, car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. I, I get this. Great. Uh, cool. But, Just a slide nod and get um, in your car and drive away. That's right. So, anyway, those are the tales and travails of my traveling to Houston. Also, went out to a business dinner that I was not fancy enough to attend. I got some of that fillet mignon, though, which, I, which was great. And it's like, you charge me $50 for this, but there's very little food on it. <laughs> oh, I know. You know going to fill me up. You heat that dinner and you're like, this is inc- this is the be- highest quality food I have eaten in three years. Also, I will be hungry before I go to bed. <laughs> I'm going to wash this down with Taco Bell yeah, afterwards. Exactly. I didn't. I thought about it. I went out to get gas that night. And my card got declined because my bank always cancels my card when I travel because it's awful. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> then you call them and reawaken it. But in any case, I went out to get the gas, failed to get the gas, finally paid cash. But I was like, do I want to go to Jack in the Box? And I'm like, nah, I can't do that on the same night as this. Oh, they have many and tacos. I know. But then I went home, to the went to the hotel, and I got honey roasted cashews instead, which nice. made me feel healthy even though those are not i feel healthy. like on, those are only eaten in a hotel mm-hmm. sure yeah i love cashews though oh, but i, I don't too. take them out and they're stupid expensive yeah 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 how are they that expensive we found a way to make everything else in western society society pennies on the dollar compared to cash. yeah, cashews cashews cashew are conglomerates uh, gotta go cashew conglomerate that will be our band name. That's like so, that's a good band name. <laughs> on this note, on that note, the Buffalo Sabres fired Jason Botterill, their em- embattled general manager. I think is a polite way to say it. Not um, very good. Not good. No, certainly not good. Uh, that was made especially weird because within the last month or so, Kim Pagula, one of their owners. Uh, 
gave him a vote of confidence. The opposite of a vote yeah. of no confidence. She said he's our GM. Our plan is to continue with him. I realize maybe it's not popular with the fans, but we have to do things that we feel are right. We have a little bit more information than maybe a fan does. Some inner workings that we see some positives in. Which I love in there, the tacit admission that we know it looks terrible from the outside, but we don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, Elliot Friedman on 31 Thoughts talked about a lot of things and has a glorious beard now, but also an awful beard. He awful. looks insane. Yes. Just at least do your hair. Like, he doesn't look great at his best, but don't look that bad, Elliot. Um but uh, he made the point of like, well, I think one of the reasons she said that and then they made this change of heart is that there's there was supposed to still potentially be a June draft and now there's not a June draft. So obviously that changes things, which it does. But also, wouldn't you not want your terrible GM that you don't actually believe in to run any of your drafts? Yeah, I don't understand that point at all. It just seems like maybe... They had more time to think about it, I guess. Yeah. They were like, oh, we don't know. Do we run with them? Do we not? We're like, oh, now we can really think it over. Actually, yeah, we didn't want to run with them, so now we can make this decision safely. I think also, I think it was that they would now have Kevin Adams, a new GM who's in there, that they could have more time to for him to learn, essentially, mm-hmm. how to be a GM, because he's not been a hockey management person. No, no. Uh, Key Vine Adams, as I choose to refer to him, because it's spelled with a Y. That's uh, You choose where it goes. Upper, upper crust, I'm telling you. <laughs> not, not a child of poverty, that Key Vine Adams. Very, like, millennial move, mm. you know, but he's not a millennial. Millennial move by his boomer parents. Boomer parents, exactly. (laughs) Very interesting. Uh, You know, not a hockey outsider in the traditional sense. He played something like 10 years, won a cup, coached in places, uh, Mm -hmm. but has never been an executive. Uh, Basically, basically sounds like he was a Pagula kiss ass Mm -hmm. that is now their pick for general manager. There was no search, which... If I was a Buffalo fan, I would be incensed by. Um, but then again, there was a search for Jason <laughs> Botterill, and we know how that turned out. Who was before Botterill? Oh, this is also some, terrible. Tim right? Murray, something Murray, yeah, something like that. Um, and Botterill's been what two years, three years? I want to say he had the season before the O'Reilly deal. Mm-hmm. That happened. Then he had last season and this season, so I guess yeah. three years. Three years to probably more make like the two screw actual, up. But yeah, I'm gonna try and give a positive thing. You've tried a lot. Those are in other recordings of this mm-hmm. podcast, Ian, that have been lost to generations. <laughs> People don't need to know the inner workings of the Two Guys One Cup podcast and that the computer we want to has get, suddenly shut off recording twice. We want to no get reason. you our best. You know, this is the best take. This yeah. is the third take. This is the third take. A sloppy third. Third <laughs> take on ESPN The O uh, Show. It's <laughs> <laughs> just. Skip Bayless's body double and Jay Farrow playing Stephen A. Smith. And, you know, whatever their usual third anchor is, is like the everyday anchor. Um, No, what's-his-face is still there. Who's that? The guy that said hockey was a third-rate sport. Oh, Oh, crap. Max uh, Kellerman? Yeah, he's still on the (laughs) show. 
Uh, see, you, you guys wouldn't have gotten that little diatribe on either of the first two takes. So. Yeah, it wasn't there. I'm going to try to say, so the, on top of firing Botterill, the Buffalo Sabres gutted their um, staff, their hockey operations staff, mm-hmm. their scouting department, gutted. A bloodletting, as they said on 31 Thoughts, which I predicted. You would have learned about that in take number two, <laughs> but we're not going back there. So, um, I'm... I'm going to try and say the nice thing before we say lots of negative things. And then, as you suggested in take number one, we'll come back around and try and put the compliment sandwich on it because that's what mm-hmm. any good manager does. And we would be better managers of the Buffalo Sabres than Jason Botterill. Zing! Uh, <laughs> well, that's not the nice thing. No, that's not it. The nice thing hasn't started yet. The nice thing in take one, much nicer than this one, but longer. I think, in a, in a way... <laughs> yes? This, wow, the compliment is starting this, so strong. This, this was a necessary step if it's executed correctly. <laughs> this I like that. <laughs> which it won't be, but I'm not going to say that till the negative part, so just stick the with top, me. The top of this sandwich is bread <laughs> if you close your eyes and choose to believe it. This team, this franchise, has been terrible for one decade. Mm -hmm. As we were talking about before, not in take one. This was in the pre-take in the green room, which we mentioned in take one. But, you know, I'm losing people, aren't I? This is becoming that uh, always sunny scene in the mail room, isn't it? Uh... <laughs> or or that Scotty Pippen scene in Last Dance where it's like the, the, you know the one you don't know the one it was Dennis Robin wasn't Scotty Pippen oh God. <laughs> Jesus oh God, God. <laughs> take four let's go take four all right so as we discussed out there we've basically been hardcore hockey fans for the last decade which means that as long as we've been hardcore hockey fans Sabers irrelevant <laughs> they made the playoffs once in that whole time yeah and even then i remember and that being was like, the oh. first year in that whole time it wasn't yeah. any of the subsequent years the savers when we started as hockey fans were important only because that's where ryan miller played or at least to me that's why they were important and most of the intrigue about that was where will ryan miller play next because it won't be for the savers and it was here and i know we all don't like and we that. loved it and i feel differently than the most masses on that trade because we didn't lose hardly anything and it made sense at the time but um leaving that aside that's it They've been they've been so stinking bad the rest of the time, and just irrelevant. They got screwed on the McDavid year, kind of, but honestly not because when the runner ups Jack Eichel, yeah, as we discussed, not so bad. Discussed in one of the previous takes, world class talent would be a number one almost any other year. First overall, no question. Um, you know, like I would have taken him over some of the other first. First overall, so you'd have taken him over Jack Hughes without mm-hmm. a doubt. Nico Heischer without a doubt. Aaron Eckblad. Aaron Eckblad, no question. Yep. Brasmus Dahlin, no question. <laughs> um, you know, Austin Matthews, maybe a little more touch and go, but like most of the most of the first picks in the last 
six or seven years, if mm-hmm. not that whole decade, would not have been good as Jack Eichel. So you can say they lost the McDavid lottery the year they worst most intentionally tanked for it, and that's fair, but they didn't really lose because they got a great player. Um, and they failed to build around him at all. Is it the shit sandwich? Are we in the shit sandwich? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, we, we sorry. Around, yes. I didn't know if no, this no, was no, somehow no, still no, positive. Oh, no, 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 no. We got to rush it in this take because we've already done the two takes. Um, yeah, they've failed to build anything around Jack Eichel, and they failed to do anything prior to Jack Eichel to, like, actually have this team rebuilding. Kim Pagula said that this is not a rebuild. and it, Which, that, as we will discuss, is not true. Yeah, that, that worries me. I mean, you can look at this team. This team has n- no players, mm-hmm. essentially. I mean, you have... That's not true, of course. you got Jack Eichel, you've got Rasmus Dahlin, and you've got uh, that Reinhardt kid, right? Is that who I'm talking about? Sam Reinhardt. Sam yeah. Reinhardt, yeah, he exists. He's like their third best player. And then you have like a bunch of like who and a bunch of oh no. Mm-hmm. Because they've got Jeff Skinner, who was a 43, 44, 40-plus 40 goal scorer last season. has and under has been habitually a high 20s, low 30s goal yeah. scorer. And is now a 30-point player this season. Point. Not yeah, goal. Point. point. Now, granted, should he rebound? Probably, but also not for whatever they're paying him. I think it's, is it in the eight range? Is it in the $8 million yeah, it's range? Good. It's eight. Yeah. yeah. For the next six years. Mm-hmm. Is it nine? It might be nine. It, it might be eight? something ridiculous. But on my phone, because we're not doing a take Yeah, four. sorry. My, my computer's dead. But I know it's something ridiculous. They have Kyle Poso for too much money, but the poor guy has like terrible health. So I feel for him. But that is money that's tied up with him. They have Wayne Simmons, who they got at the deadline. Because remember, Stephen, they bought at the deadline. At the deadline, the Buffalo Savers said, we will buy and we will get Wayne Simmons. And he'll be great which, for the locker which room. Which, even at the time, it's was like, a weird buy. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, that's not that's, quite the buy to like, make. That's like, you're like, I'm going to the grocery store during COVID. And I'm getting kumquats and apple jacks. <laughs> because I gotta. I gotta buy. I gotta get food. And somebody's like, you didn't have to get that food, but you got it anyway. Jason did his best. Yeah. And then just a bunch of nothing. You got a bunch of, like, young... Is it even young guys in there? Like, Saboka is not young and he's hurt. Berglund left. Tage Thompson's in the minors. (laughs) Or he's in the AHL. I... I, We talked about Patrick Berglund very seriously. Mm. And there's mental health stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never want to make light of that. But, and I'm not making light of it... Even mental health-wise, that dude hated your franchise so much that he gave up like $18 million just to leave. Yeah, he just bounced. You've ever had somebody say, what would you, you know, would you do this for a million dollars? Would you, would you, you know, eat a beetle for a million dollars or whatever? Imagine someone asked you, would you just stay in Buffalo for three years for a million dollars and spend your summers wherever you want? And you were like, or, but not a million dollars, 18 million dollars, you know? Which, again, there's that's a mental, you know, we had mental health issues, and, and we do take that very seriously. But it's not... I wouldn't say an endorsement of your franchise, you know? Yeah. So, I, how is that even possible, you know? I'm looking at the Jeff Skinner contract okay, now because I've got ADD. But... No, go ahead, because I want to look at Daily Faceoff here because I want to know 
what their lineup was entering entering the COVID times because it might not have been perfect, but I'm curious. Yeah, that's what that divides down into. Oh, he's doing mental math. The gears are turning. No, I'm correct. I'm just confirming. Oh, okay. It is an eight-year, $72 million contract. He's making nine a year. Oh, my God. We all knew. We They were in such a crappy situation because it was so Buffalo, right? It was just friggin' Buffalo. Uh, every sport, this is such a Buffalo move. And I want to say, we've got friends in Buffalo. We love Buffalo. We love, I like the Sabres a lot. I would love to see the Sabres succeed. I like Jack Eichel a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they gave us a Conn Smythe and a Selkie Trophy when we won a cup because of the trade. So, you know, not rubbing that in. A little bit rubbing that in, but. They great. helped a lot. It really did. Having the guy that won the Conn Smythe Trophy did help us win. But. How Buffalo is it to put yourself in this situation? We're going to fleece the Carolina Hurricanes for Jeff Skinner and give them way too little. Which wasn't it like Cliff Poo in a second round pick? I mean, it was awfully little. That is his name. Uh, yeah, and it, it is Cliff Poo. <laughs> you don't forget a name like that. Um, and then he's going to have his career year and score 40 goals so that we're in a situation both where we can't let him walk and where he has total negotiating power and they're going to give him a $9 million contract and he's never going to live up to it. Never. Even if he, even if he scores 40 million, 40 goals a year, every, I mean, yeah, then he lives up to it. But like, (laughs) even if he did that, he'd still only be like a 60 point player because he's Cy Young as hell and always has been, you know? Yeah, it's like the guys had like, I think his rookie year, they said he had 30 something assists. Then after that it was 20. And then after that, he never like got above like 21 or 20 or something like that. They have, uh, Jeff Skinner. If he were to return to a 30-goal pace, would probably still only be, I mean, would be up there as, like, their second-best player. Mm-hmm. Because forward-wise, they have Jack Eichel, they have Jeff Skinner, they have Sam Reinhart, who, again, Sam Reinhart, decent player. Not a bad player, but, like, he's also on your first line, where you just have Jack Eichel, Jeff Skinner, Sam Reinhart. You have Victor Olofsson. Who, as we talked about in the green room beforehand, uh, smells of Yuri Laterra, and not due to any sort of drug use or anything like that. (laughs) He just smells of, you know, being good the one year and falling off the face of the planet the next year. There are other examples of guys who have done that. My big concern with that dude is most of them points is power play points. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say, uh, Jack Eichel speaks very highly of Victor Olofsson. As like a skilled player. So maybe there's hope. But it does stink to me of the guy who we're going to bring in. We're going to get super hyped about. We're going to pay him too much. And mm-hmm. then not so much. They have Marcus Johansson. More like Victor. Oof. So. <laughs> anyway. Marcus Johansson who they are paying for. Paid way too much. Yeah, too That's much like for multiple million, years. Yeah. Dominic Cahoon. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Jimmy VC. Remember Jimmy VC? Uh, yeah. He's there. Remember he's... when he was the savior of hockey? <laughs> he's a third line player. That's fine. They have Wayne Simmons centering their third line. They have Curtis Lazar. Curtis Lazar, who couldn't make it with the Ottawa Senators when they stunk. 
and then couldn't make it on the Calgary Flames when honestly they weren't that good. So now he's with the Buffalo Sabres. And Marcus, he's not... Joe, sorry, Marcus Johansson, yeah. 4.5 this season and next. They have... Yeah, Curtis Lazar... Uh, Curtis Lazar is like an Adam Cracknell. Yeah, exactly. He's not... He's probably been better than Cracknell ever was at points. But you remember how in like 2015 you'd still hear Adam Cracknell's name and it's like, How? Why? Not even 15, like 17. But Curtis Lazar, not as he just around in the league, he's your third line center. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. But, like, yeah. Oh but, like, uh, why was Buffalo like, no, he'll fit here, yeah. you know? We'll make it work. He either has pictures of somebody, or, like, he's one of those guys where he's got that one skill that scouts are just like, we love oh, we've got to have Curtis Lazar. And it's like, he can't walk. <laughs> but, yes, he can hit a free throw, you know. So, sure, oh, put him on the pellet. I remember when Chris Porter, when we didn't sign him or something like that, and people were, like, freaking out. They're like, you don't understand. He's going to go to another team, and they're going to utilize him the way we wouldn't mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was like, okay, buddy, whatever you say. <laughs> uh, Zemgis Gergensens is still on this team. Johan Larson and Kyle Akposo. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say, well, they've got to get a goaltender. They haven't had a good goaltender. Well, first of all, uh, Ryan Miller, good. Second of <laughs> all, Robin Lanier was inconsistent and wasn't very good there. Certainly wasn't what he's become, but he wasn't always trash. Mm-hmm. And third of all, Linus Olmark was pretty good this year. I mean, Carter Hutton... God bless his soul, has been god-awful, as we, I think, both knew that he would be. <laughs> Poor Carter. Um, but Omar's been fine. You know, not not great, but, like, passable. Mm-hmm. Passable enough that if he had a good team in front of him, they would be competitive. And he doesn't. You look at that roster, this is not a goalie fixes this situation. I was going to say... Andre Vasilevsky maybe fixes it, but they don't have Andre Vasilevsky. I was like, their decor in front of their goalie isn't terrible. They've got Rasmus Dahlin, Colin Miller, Brendan Montour could be good. He's still very young. Jake McCabe. Not that young. No, he's like in his he's like in his mid twenties. Rasmus Rustalainen, who apparently like, for as much as people hate him, I'm surprised he's in the league. Period, because I I don't watch enough Buffalo Sabers, but I do know that people hate Rasmus yes. Rustalainen, and it weirds gravity, me out. Gravity on top of everything else, because uh, he oh yeah yeah the, the ghost the ghost attacked him. Montour is 26, so not old, but like I wouldn't consider that a prospect at all. Yeah, maybe. they have Henry Yoki Haru. That's probably actually one of the like bright him. bright yeah. spots yeah. on their entire team. I thought that was a, I it's a third pairing fleeced, demon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought they fleeced the or the Blackhawks when they traded for him. And I don't know if you mentioned Lawrence Pilot, uh, but I know people are high on him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a team with nothing, and they have a centerpiece, which is great. Mm-hmm. And Eichel's still probably what he's only 22, 22, 22 23. Yeah, I was gonna say crazy. Um, Ninety seven. Don't like that. That's when, like, Pokemon Blue came out. He was an infant? Yeah, he was like a child. Suckling at his mother's (laughs) That knew nothing of the world. And I was sitting there going, like, God damn it, if I can just fucking beat Brock because I'm a goddamn idiot. And I brought a Charmander to us. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking idiot. That game set you up for failure if you took fire. I was going to say, except it didn't because I never chose Charmander. 
Oh, I'm not a, a bitch. Can I, I don't like bitch. using the word, but I wasn't a simp. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a Charmander simp, okay? I hate Charizard. I hate him. I didn't used to. I used to think he was cool. Mm-hmm. But somewhere along the line, everyone decided that Charizard was the only Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. And it's true for the video games. He's got it's like nine true. forms now. It's, I don't really collect Pokemon cards, which is not me saying that I'm not a nerd because I'm a huge nerd and I do collect sports cards. Uh, but he's like the one that he's like... Z card. The, you know, all the Charizards are always super valuable. Even there, it's like, when did we all get on this ship? When obviously both Blastoise and Venusaur are far cooler. Far cooler. I Blastoise never... is a fucking armada. Yeah. He's a battleship. I'll get on. I understand. He's a battleship turtle. He's got cannons. <laughs> I was like, I understood the Venusaur hate just because he does look like a giant high dinosaur. Uh-huh. And I will say that I enjoy Bulbasaur and Ivysaur more than yeah, Venusaur. Sure, 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 sure. But yeah, I never said some people like Blastoise looks weird. I'm like, what's weird about Blastoise? He's got fucking cannons, baby. War Turtle, maybe my favorite Pokemon ever. I read a thing that, that supposedly. Dope. I read a thing that. War Turtle, Squirtle, and War Turtle were designed by a different artist than Blastoise, uh-huh. which is why they're kind of moving in this like Japanese wing turtle direction, mm-hmm. and then it oh, turns into a, yeah. a, a a giant turtle with guns, Can- <laughs> cannons. <laughs> yeah. Which, as a kid, and I'm so used to it, doesn't I don't give a shit. Like, uh-huh. and it but made sense to me. But supposedly, yeah, this artist had like artist block, and so dude's like, here, this is what I would do, and this guy's like, okay, cool, that's <laughs> what it is. Then <laughs> that was like neat. That's really cool. Um, so yeah, War we dope. warned you tangents were coming. I think that stayed. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That was all that. All that. Take prime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like, this is Earth six one six, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just the team's not there. The mm. players aren't there. Kim Figuli can say this isn't a rebuild, but honey, this is a rebuild. <laughs> that sounded very sexist and demeaning. She's much more successful than I will ever be. But um, this is a rebuild. Yeah, it's, it's I don't a, understand how you can see this any other like, way. Or it needs to be. If you think it's not If you I'm approach afraid. this as not a rebuild, you're headed for disaster. Rebuild? Is Jack Eichel there? Yeah, I think you've got time. I don't I don't think it has to be a rebuild in the sense that you have to tear down to yeah. studs. Well, you don't have any studs, I, but Oh boy. But tear down you know tear out the root yeah like it doesn't have to be like a senator's style rebuild but i have more i feel like but i have maybe more faith in be. the senators too well like just sure talking yeah about i mean, I'd call pierre dorian in a heartbeat but they had a hand hired keyvine um <laughs> that's a that is a shadow that Kevin? Is like, <laughs> this is like a shadow government yeah. man that is not a gm no, that is like a no. hand up he his butt puppet friggin um what was Palpatine's not, not Palpatine name? Oh, Sidious. No, Sidious? no, no. Oh wait, no. He, he, he was Palpatine. Yeah. Was the like human version? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, he's like Palpatine before. I, the I get it. Off. I get it. 
Rise of Skywalker really fried your brain. It fried all of our yeah, brains. <laughs> I, I think we've talked about it before, but I will dive into that trilogy anytime. So you here's want. the here's the thing I'll say: Buffalo Sabers a disaster. I still hold them much oh, higher than the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, we've. Ooh. I don't want to step in that. No. Nope. Cat. Nor does your cat. Sookie's <laughs> yeah. like made her appearance at this juncture. Um, Where do they go? What do they do? Who do you trade? I, we need Who to, has value? We need to bring in, call in one of our friends in Buffalo. That's true. I, and I thought about doing it, but I was getting back from traveling and it was just like kind of last minute. But maybe next week or soon. How do you have hope? I'm still like, how? Like, That's the thing is, like, they did gotta what figure you out, wanted. I got to figure out a way to end this compliment sandwich, <laughs> which is not going to be easy. They did what you wanted. Like, they did what the fans wanted. Yeah. They fired Botterill, and we and talked what about you it. They had, had to, to do it. Yeah, you had terrible. to do it. He clearly yeah, was no, terrible. that was just, just a good idea. Yeah. But, like, it also is like, okay, what's next? And it's like, we're the GMs. And they're like, it's not it's not necessarily worse but it's not better Mm. it's just the same it's just that's how i would feel if i was a buffalo sabers fan like oh so you did a you did a lot of changing but i don't feel like anything has changed Mm. i don't think i'm going to see any physical change or any like performance change on the ice there's nothing like you said there's no hope i didn't feel like oh and like you said at the beginning it I can say maybe this will work, but I feel like I can say that to anything. You can say that about anything. Oh, this could work. You know? This feels... Know what this felt like when they said they picked the guy they wanted? This felt like coach and waiting. Disaster. Oh, my God. This felt like that we picked the guy that we like. That is the sensation that I'm getting. It's identical. That's a very good... And people are like, yeah, this could work. Yeah. Yeah, this could be good. No. No. Yeah, Mike Gill wasn't terrible in Minnesota, too. Mm, this is such a I. This gives it's, me a pit in my stomach. Honestly, it's very similar to that because it's like it. I mean, in this case, they just fired Botterill, but it's like they tried hanging on to a guy who clearly wasn't the future, mm-hmm. and then they were fine. And then they went this little half measure where they were like, "Okay, we're getting rid of him, but we're not doing a search. We're just." replacing him with a guy mm-hmm. a generic oh and not only the keef wine but just this dude is a bag of milk this <laughs> is a simp baby is a, simp. a rubber stamp in a white collared shirt I like that. he is just a peculiar kiss ass like he's just gonna do what they want to do which could be great if they're suddenly hockey geniuses, but however long since they've owned the team of history indicates that they are not. That's the thing, too, is I applaud them for saying, you know what, we're going with something new, new blood, yada yada, because that's what we always want. We don't want the same old tired bullshit. But the way they talked about 31 Thoughts of being like they felt betrayed by like the hockey community from like people peddling them, these people when they're trying to find new GMs, they go, hey, who's a GM we should hire? And like, oh, look at Jason Botterill, you know, we know all these all these great things about him. We work with Pittsburgh. Here you go, guys, interview him. We're like, oh yeah, we like him. And then they think they've been sold something that they, you know, a lie essentially. <laughs> so they're kind of divorcing themselves from the hockey community. And I don't think I think they've swung too far the other direction. We, it's like, whoa, 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 you have to have some sort of hockey knowledge. And I don't, 
I just don't trust two business humans to be like, we got it. We mock uh, constantly and <clears throat> with very and good rightfully reason. so. Yes. The uh, constant NHL attitude of like, uh, uh, who was the last GM fired? Because that's just who we'll hire. They should have got Peter Shirelli. That's what I was going to say. I I don't think they should have done that. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, <laughs> but, don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> you know, like. That would be the Kim Fagula quote. <laughs> <laughs> I know our fans are upset. <laughs> don't knock it till you try it. No, but like. That seems like the worst case scenario until you uncover a worse one. And Kevin Adams, I just get the feeling, is the worst one. Kevin Adams, colon, the worst one. <laughs> um, this is the last time you'll hear from this human. When he's done, yeah, you'll yeah, ne- yeah. Kevin Adams will be nowhere else. You won't hear about He's him. Yeah, right yeah. out of the little circle. There's no, he he, might he's not even, being recycled. He might even be so milk toast that he's just demoted back to like whatever he was doing fine before. This, yeah, what, what's the uh, what's the John Mulaney thing? That doesn't look like I did much of anything <laughs> at all before I came out here. Yeah. I was just eating saltines oh, yeah. in the back <laughs> or whatever. That's what Kevin Adams was. They, they turned on the light in his empty room and they grabbed him and they just carted him out and I said this is the GM now. Yeah, he doesn't look like a guy that we, used to do anything. Yeah, we bred him in a test tube. Uh, um, here, here's my attempts at closing the compliment sandwich. They have nice jerseys. They have gorgeous jerseys. Good start. Except, sorry, do they still have little, like, do they still have little gray diamonds where their armpits are? They raise their arms to the sky. They used to have little, just like gray diamonds there. For no reason? I hated it. I was like, your jersey is so good. Why have you done this? Because they're the Queen City. And I mean, I know you don't see them all the time. Anyways, tiniest nitpick. I don't think they're there anymore. But them whites. Oh, oh. the the 50th anniversary. I think, I honestly Mm. think nicest jersey in hockey. That one. How do you feel about the the red-eyed silver buffalo thing? I, I... I get why that's popular in the sense it's the that clown it calls jersey. back to the Hashik era. And, and it's the clown jersey and for them. And stuff. And yeah, and it is their clown jersey. I don't care for no, it. No, I don't. I do not um, like it. I get why it's good for them, not good for me. Uh, what a... What a what a change! What did people think when that happened? Because at least for the Blues, it was like there was a little. Because what they there's a little bit of red before is that. Essentially, what they had in like the seventies, eighties, right? Yeah, like yeah. The logo it's a little darker now. It yeah. used to be a little more navy, kind of our blue. Yeah, or ro- sorry, yeah. royal. Yeah, royal. Blue. Um, yeah, bizarre. Like I, it's it's never a good idea to totally rebrand your team. We were the we were emphasizing the savers part of Buffalo before, or of this team before. Yeah. Now we're emphasizing the Buffalo part, and we were blue and gold before. Now we're red and black, and orange and fire and white and silver. But also, there aren't any savers involved. Like, ugh. Um, they they've got nice jerseys. Yes, <laughs> that was the compliment. There was one other thing I wanted to say, which maybe I'll think of by. As I say this, but I think I agree with this is not a rebuild because I think they have, and this is the only kind of negative part, they have the the very extreme skeleton 
of what could be a really good team. Mm -hmm. They have the absolute centerpiece in Jack Eichel. They have a potential defensive centerpiece in Rasmus Dahlin. I think Dylan Cousins is very, very good. Sam Reinhart, we kind of joke about because he's like, you know, he's more of like a David Perron or a TJ Oshie where he's like, not a, not a monster stud, but, you know. Yeah, he, dependable. If, if you've got him and he's a second line, he's great. He's fine. Um, and maybe maybe Buffalo friends would disagree and say he's really good. I'm just looking, you know, I'm looking more yeah, at his just numbers what we've than seen. everything else. Jeff Skinner could be a 30-goal scorer, should be a 30-goal scorer. And you're stuck with him anyway, yeah, so, so you better hope. Turn him into that. They've got a couple other defensive pieces. I don't think Allmark's terrible. Maybe Lukanen is even better. Maybe uh, Adam Wilde is right, which is not a sentence I say very often. And maybe they do go get Matt Murray, which I think would be a huge win for them. Um, although I'm not the biggest Matt Murray fan. Uh, it's not hopeless. But this particular move doesn't give me more hope than I had otherwise. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they'd, if they'd been really bold and they'd fi- fired Adams and they'd said, you know, made a move to go out and get a, a top, you know, like a, a Kelly McCrimmon before he moved or something, a top top number two that was ready to advance, which I guess maybe is what they did with Botterill. But, you know, if they've gotten somebody exciting or innovative or young or fresh mind, you know, which is kind of what it looked like they were doing with Kruger. Mm-hmm. Um, or even if they just promoted Kruger to like a GM coach role, I think I would have had more faith in that. But just the way this went down with the vote of confidence and then the pulling the rug out from under him and then this whole, it's not a rebuild and everything. It just doesn't feel great, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and, and again, I don't remember what take we said this in, but I think probably this one. I love the <laughs> Buffalo. I, I love our friends in Buffalo. I like the Buffalo Sabres community. I think there's a lot of kind of kinship with, you know, teams. I don't know exactly why I feel that way, but it feels like they're similar. And they or were smaller both, before we won the cup, both long suffering mm. fan bases. Pat LaFontaine is from St. Louis, but played in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody was from Buffalo that played in St. Louis at some point. Probably not as no, good as no Pat one. LaFontaine. Um, but yeah, it's. I wish them no ill will, but I'm. Spoiler alert! I know who's at the top of our misery index this year. Yeah. And I don't have to think very hard about it. Uh, you have any more you want to say about that? I'm just sorry. I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> I think the next. That sounded a bit like a funeral in here. The next logical step to me would be like, we need different owners, but I don't know who's going to step up. And who was a richer Buffalo Sabres fan. You almost just have to hope that maybe the Pagulas, if this doesn't work out, still own your team and just decide to put it all in the hands of the next GM and be like, you know what, never mind. Have our money and we're just going to leave it alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just... When you don't have when you don't have a owner that looks like they're on the way out and they were already a bad owner, it worries me as a fan just because like oh damn this they're getting their heels dug in and they're the best owner money wise for us, but they're making the worst decisions. At least to me, I could be dead wrong, but to me it feels like Eugene Melnick will eventually be gone. 
Yeah, I mean, but the I dudes feel... flirted with death once already, yeah. so... <laughs> but I feel like I the Pagoulas... I like but, like, the Pagoulas especially isn't Kim a lot younger than... Yeah, um, well, as in, of course. But, yeah, wow. they... But they, uh... But I'm sure it's, you know, it's all... They're love. the richest Buffalo Sabres fans by far. Yeah. So if you get another owner they might be a better owner but they might not be able to provide you with the money you need to become a contender so it's sort of like you just gotta hope I don't, to work yeah, with what you got i don't necessarily think the pegulas are the wrong people i'm just not convinced this is the right strategy mm-hmm. and maybe this is the time they need to learn that this is the wrong strategy and yeah mike yo wasn't the answer the right course <laughs> my only concern there is that's two or three more years of suffering and probably at that point, Jack Eichel demands a trade or just has no intention of re-signing there, and then mm-hmm. you're in a whole new predicament. So, um, yeah, indeed. So the other hockey news of the day. Oh, I don't remember which take we mentioned the CHL thing. Not this one, but we'll mention it quickly. That Daniel Carcillo uh, brought a lawsuit against the CHL. Uh, for hazing and sexual hazing. Yes, I was like hazing um, or torture, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't. I'm not a judge. I haven't seen the briefs. I don't know anything more than the short report I read on it from ESPN today. This has not been a good year for hockey. Um, you know, I don't want to. To a certain extent, I want to take Carcillo as being honest and serious and I also want to preserve, you know, innocent until proven guilty and all that, but um, it would be a bold declaration to make if it wasn't true and it's not unlike other stories we've heard about Akeem Alou and mm-hmm. um, other stories we've heard from players and and uh, I, th- I think sports has largely learned its lesson. I'm sorry, I'm being boring. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I think sports has largely learned its lesson about hazing, you know, because when Carcillo was in the juniors was like probably 20 years ago now, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we're moving in a better direction, but man, that's just like, <laughs> I've got so little time for that. I'm not a strong-willed person, but I, I, oh God, did I just say I've got so little time for that? Did. <laughs> nope. Not going I got, there, I gotta, that was take two. Sorry, folks. I gotta tell you, Stephen. Uh-huh. You don't have much time for me saying I don't have I don't, much time no. for that? Okay, well. No time. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just like, hazing is, is awful, basically. And so I if, if that happened, is the CHL writ large responsible for it? Yes and no. If, you know, mm-hmm. if certainly if they tried to cover it up or anything, they should be held fully responsible. Um, I did think he said his one of his accusations that he brought it to, to like, coaches league. and to the league and to, like, yeah, GMs then, and stuff, and they are like, we'll look into it, and then they didn't. Well, then that ain't great. Uh, so, you know, I that story is developing, I'm sure, and will have longstanding ramifications if it... Uh, is borne out in the court of law, but uh, that's the the kind of B story of hockey today. The big one uh, is that uh, several players and some coaches and staff from the Tampa Bay Lightning and Austin Matthews uh, were announced to test positive for COVID-19 
as so i guess frederick anderson also probably has it because aren't he and matthews living together oh yeah um and i think we just got a text from justin that the league has confirmed that 11 players tested positive which i don't know if that counts like the senator's guy who had it oh yeah i assume i think they said no i think they said this is all phase two like all testing in phase two so i think you and i had slightly different opinions on this which is rare um, Mine's changed a little, but it's just it's it's not great. I, yeah. I think we can agree that it's not a good sign. It makes me. I get they're not in the, the hub city bubble yet, but it kind of um, sort of like when COVID nineteen wasn't in St. Louis, and then you and I went to go get food or something, I believe, and we came back and we mm-hmm. looked on our phones and said someone was tested positive for COVID-19 in St. Louis. It was like, oh shit, it's here. And it was that we went to Chick-fil-A twice. No, that was, that was during the, that was during COVID. Yeah. I don't know when the, I don't know what it was. We we didn't immediately stop seeing each other in person. Did we? Okay. Sorry, everyone. Did we drive (laughs) around a bunch to go find somewhere to eat and it took us forever? Uh And then we ended up at some place like kind of boring. Yeah. 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 That was that night. You're right. Uncle Bill's. Go to Uncle Bill's. Yep, that was the night. Wow. You remember when... Wow. We drove all over and we we didn't go to certain places because there was too too many people. And not because of COVID. It was just like, oh, that's just a lot of people will never be good seated. Yeah. Wow. Okay, sorry. Um, Man, it's different now. (laughs) Yeah, shit's different. No, so how... I was like, well, COVID will get here at some point. And then it was here. I was like, oh, shit. Felt different. I'm like, yeah, hockey players are going to get COVID. They'll probably get it in the bubbles. I hope not. But now that they've had a bunch more test positive now, uh-huh. I feel like I'm like, oh, in my mind, I don't have any better reason to believe this. But I'm like, oh, these guys in COVID now confirms to me that some people are going to get COVID in the hub city. And yeah. they're going to have to, like you said, sit out because they'll be like it concerted injury so i think we can talk about that because i think we had an interesting conversation Mm. on that i just want to give some of my thoughts first i it shouldn't matter that one of these people is austin matthews it does matter unfortunately um only because the biggest player in hockey's biggest city um and you know unfortunately star power carries weight Mm -hmm. and uh it just does you know uh I, I don't, anything could happen and I'm not trying to be dismissive. I think it's very unlikely that any NHL hockey player would die from COVID-19. Mm-hmm. They're all under 40, except for Zidane Chara. They're all incredibly healthy, including Zidane Chara. Uh, you know, even like you know, Max Domi, yes, has diabetes, but he's also 25 and extremely in good shape yeah, yeah. and everything else. And we're actively learning how to fight the disease better and they found a steroid that is possibly pretty effective earlier this week so maybe there's good news on that front so which is not to minimize the seriousness of this or you know suggest that we're out of the woods by any means it's just to say i don't think we need to talk about this in the starkest life or death terms when we're talking about the risks of of covid19 hockey obviously we want to slow the spread worldwide in general but specifically as you kind of alluded to if all of the florida panthers get COVID 19 how do you have a playoff 
you know, and and if it starts to spread in a team, then it could hop to a, a um, Barry Trotz or someone, you know, a mm. somebody who isn't 20 or 30, someone who's in their 60s or, you know, has health conditions or something, and then that could harm someone more seriously. I have heard a lot of people say, well, this is it for the NHL season this year. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's a, a special... Honestly, not to downplay it too much, I don't think that's especially relevant in a way because they're not in the hub cities. Because, you know, this isn't this isn't an indictment on the ability of the NHL to protect their players from this. Because they're not... <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, they're they're trying to protect their own facilities and stuff. But Austin Matthews can do whatever he wants and go wherever he wants until he mm. gets to the rink. Well, I guess I, what I wonder is, because in two weeks it's passed and they can't they can't pass to anyone else anymore. Mm-hmm. But like I wonder, with all the sort of spiking in certain areas of the U.S. and everything again, if you get more and more players testing positive, the closer they get to, say, a Phase 3 or whatever it is, they're gonna to have to delay that further and delay For things sure. further and For further. Sure. It's not it's not good news. Yeah. I just think the people who have just kind of said, well, they're definitely canceling the season, the guy, the epidemiologist who was on Thirty One Thoughts last night, I listened to it last night, it was released yesterday though, made the point of like, if you're going into this thinking one case shuts the whole thing down, then don't go into it. Because you can't control. I mean, you just can't limit the spread that much. Yeah, and I know Bill Daly said, "Oh, we're you know, and it's going to be a certain like we don't have a certain amount of cases until we'll shut everything yeah. down. Like if we have a couple, they're just not going to be able to play." Yeah, I guess to me, Which you made the good point isn't exactly fair. Um, yeah, so the, I guess that was my thing. Was I was thinking from a fairness standpoint in terms of like this, yeah. making this cup as legitimate as possible. But now, if we're going to say, well. Kind of like the the uh, disease, disease man said on 31 Thoughts where it's like, yo, you know, we're going to have some guys test positive. That's just the nature of the beast. And I agree with that. This, to me, makes this... It was already like, oh, it's the cup with a little bit of an asterisk. This, to me, is now like an asterisk over the words, the Stanley Cup Finals, which mm-hmm. is fine. But like, if you... if this is nothing to me. This is this is enjoyment. This is enjoyment, and I will enjoy it. In terms of saying, hey, that team won the cup last year, and it's just like you can stop it right there. Yeah. It's like nothing. It's like, it's n- like nothing. nothing. Um, I completely agree with that. I would also say I always wished, and this was never going to happen, but I'd always wish that they wouldn't have made this a Stanley Cup playoff, mm-hmm. that they like awarded the President's Trophy by a tournament or something. Yeah. Yeah, um, just call it just something because else. I I really, the sanctity of the Stanley Let's see, Cup, the thing especially is, now that we've won it, don't <laughs> let anybody else get it. But I think the thing too is, if you call it anything else and say this then is the Stanley Cup, cares and don't do it. Yeah, yeah. players aren't yep. coming back. Which apparently, just from tweets about from like Kevin Bieksa and stuff that know you know retired players uh, and know other players, that they they think there's a fair amount. Of the population on these teams that are going to be part of the supposed, you know, 2014 playoff um, that don't even really want to come back. 
And I know that's like more of an NHLPA thing where it's like, yo, you're contractually obligated to come and stuff. But I feel well, like, but I feel like with how they're handling this, if they're gonna have enough players say we're not coming back, which I don't know how many that is, I don't know how legitimate this report is, but it seems like I'm seeing a lot more of it of players saying, Hey, I've talked to other players and they say they think this is a little sketch. They're not getting paid. I assume, because they never get paid yeah. in the playoffs. So it's kind of dumb. Um, it's going to be their only hope in taking a dent out of escrow, which I guess is that what's in it for them. Mm-hmm. They're getting paid, sort of, by maybe paying less money to the NHL in the long run. <sighs> Forgive me for blowing my nose, but... Yeah, I mean, I could get why you wouldn't want to participate in this. And if you're someone like Max Domi, who maybe actually is more vulnerable, I totally get it. And I don't think the NHL or any team should force any player to participate that doesn't want to. Um, as I pulled my mask out of my pocket that was there for some reason. Put that on. Uh, <laughs> but there's just there's a lot of a lot more hurdles appearing in my mind than I thought there were. And while I still think this will go on, it just like I said, I think it just makes me look at and go, this is, this is a thing. I think I'm, I'm clashing with two things here. I think I always thought they should just cancel. Mm -hmm. Like way back in March, I thought this isn't just going to go away. And while I want hockey and while I don't think we need to change everything forever for coronavirus, Mm -hmm. it just seemed like and as we've seen it's turned out to be like it was so unpredictable that you couldn't just be like yeah let's wait two months and then we'll have hockey again um so everything i'm saying is kind of under the condition that i always kind of thought they should cancel but there is absolutely such a a thing as sunk costs Mm -hmm. and that has a real real psychological effect and so with every day the league doesn't cancel the more unlikely they are to cancel, you know? I mean, Mm. the more dug in they get to going forward and having a regular season and the more sacrifices they make towards that end, the less likely they are to abandon that path without real, real motivation to do otherwise. So what I'm saying is these guys are, you know, important players to their team. And with the hurt, with the lightning especially, they basically had to shut practice down entirely because too many people got it. Mm-hmm. They need, they need, absolutely must have a plan for what if nine players on a team get it at the same time when they're in the hub cities. They need to know is that a forfeit? Is it a shut everything down for two weeks? Is it a shut that series down for two weeks? But that's essentially a shut everything down for two mm-hmm. weeks. They have to, I mean, they have to have a plan for that. Yeah, yeah. And maybe the plan is, that's it, we're done. But, again, like you were kind of saying, like, that's not necessarily a guarantee, but it's not unlikely. So, how do you combat that? I think, I do think it's doable. I think, you know, we were talking earlier, wrestling, WWE, uh, the other wrestling promotion have been doing this, and... I don't know if they've been traveling in and out, but they've had, you know, kind of more and more people in the arena with with other performers mm-hmm. coming in and out, and they're doing rigorous testing and they're doing temperature things and they're quarantining people backstage and not having a lot of um, 
you know, interpersonal conflict, but at the end of the day, wrestling is very physical and very, you know, People touch each other. (laughs) People touch each other and sweat on each other and uh, spit on each other unintentionally or intentionally in some cases. Hopefully not much right now. Um, And so the fact that they have been able to go on, and, and I don't even know that they've had any cases, you know, I think they've probably had some, but they haven't had like an outbreak does give you some hope but it's not good news it's you know and and i wouldn't i would be upset because i'd be sad to lose hockey if they were just like nah you know Mm -hmm. it's just we're in too deep we just gotta call it i'd be upset because like like everyone i'm just exhausted from all of this uncertainty and life change that we're doing and we're doing for the right reason but it's hard you know it's not easy even though now we're kind of back to sort of nowhere near normal but not total lockdown Mm -hmm. um it's gonna be a hard year or two until there's a vaccine you know that's just the reality of it but i don't think this is like a death sentence for the plans i think they can still do it and do it responsibly uh, they have to have contingencies for how they're dealing with people who get it when they're in hub cities because probably they are going to. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they will. I just, I don't know what the trigger is for them to be like, yeah. this is too much. And like you said, if Conor McDavid gets COVID, game over for the uh, Oilers. Even if it's not, even if they don't shut the team down. He's got to not play for two weeks. And while I kind of said earlier, well, yeah, you could sprain his ankle, which was a little ignorant. It's not the same, you know. And because in the play, especially since in the playoffs, he'd play through a sprained ankle, you know. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard to know how they're going to do it. Um, to Yeah. To me, is just like from a fan perspective, I feel like it's not, to me, I feel like it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Just with how much work it is, and the fact that it could just be like, "Ah, hey, we gotta cancel it." It's not worth. But it. I, but I get it's. I get it's worth it for them for like try and recover as much money as you can, and also, and for like you said, for people to have a little bit of an escape for sure. Yeah, I think sports do have an, an important societal function. But for me, if it was, ju- I just don't. I just don't care. Yeah, if it was just the owners are trying to line their pockets, I'd be totally against it. It is just that functionally. That's, yeah, it's that's like there's a bi- there's it. a byproduct. But... but I do think that it being done could be a net positive. Um, but yeah, that's got to be done right. And if it's not, then it's not worth it. And I think only time will tell. I just I would be shocked if they looked at this information and thought, okay, we're canceling. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, I just don't think they're there yet. Um, so, so that's it. That's what we've got this week. Uh, mm-hmm. is there anything else you'd like to discuss? Any random tangents you'd like to go down? No, I want to, I think we actually got, Oh, you got a quiz for me, don't you? I or think, do you post I think we milked enough content okay. that I want to save the All quiz. Right. All right. We're just going to have an episode that's nothing but quizzes. That's right. Um, okay. Is there anything else you want to discuss? I kind of want to end on a slightly higher note. I know. COVID's here. Get used to it. Bye. Play the outro. Um, um, 
I don't know. <laughs> High note. I was say, like, you know, uh, Last of Us 2 came out. Oh, yeah. Very happy game. Very happy game. Uh, I haven't watched it, or I haven't played it yet. The Last of Us 1, very much one of my favorite games of all time. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did Go you, buy it. You liked it a lot. Oh, I haven't played anything. I don't know anything about this. There's clickers, there's you've clackers. Never, you've never played The Last of Us 1? No. We are going out there and doing that right now. I've seen the first... Don't, now, Stephen, I've seen the first part where, like, he's running with his little daughter. And yeah, she's she she dead killed. now. Yeah, right. Straight dead, but... Spoilers for a 10-year-old game. Um, clickers and clackers, and, you know, you gotta get away. Yeah, well, we're gonna have to fix that you haven't played this game, though. Uh, I looked There's up, a giraffe in a city at one point. I remember that. There was a shot of that. True. And I was that's, like, whoa. Because that was super cinematic. Is that, is, are they part of us and The Last of Us or the giraffe Maybe, people? Yeah, yeah well, because Ellie loves giraffes and then they're real. Because, you know, because even though zombies are bad, mankind's kind of bad too. And now oh. giraffes are allowed to, you know. It's but not giraffes, though. They're s- good, though. Symbol. Yeah, no, giraffes are pure and innocent. Oh, no. It's like the, oh, no. Is it like we are the walking dead? Yeah, I mean, not it that? quite, but it's not. They not. are <laughs> the last of yeah. us. So <laughs> like, what? Oh, shit. Um, I looked up funny questions to ask friends. So we'll just hit a couple of these and then we'll get out of here. I swear to God, the first one is, oh, no. is cereal soup, which we know it's not for you because you're a dry folk. We've been over that. Gross. Um, but no, it's not friggin' soup. It's not soup! That's It's cereal. No. I don't like the hot no. dog is a sandwich question because it's not. But I kind of get that one. This one I get less. I get the argument, but you can still be wrong. Um, oh, is a hot dog a sandwich? It's on here. Nope. Uh... <laughs> What's the weirdest smell you've ever smelled? Should we just play uh, Jonathan Frakes, Frakes, Frax, <laughs> yes. asking all of his questions? Uh, yeah, we should absolutely yeah, right do this. Have you ever walked out of a mall into a huge parking area and realized you'd forgotten where you parked your car? You ever gone mountain biking? What do you want to be when you grow up? What's the right tip? Have you called a plumber to your home lately? How superstitious are you? How much money would it take to make you spend a night in a cemetery? Do you display this as a trophy? Do you have a pet? Do you have a sweet tooth? Do you believe in the power of a curse? Have you had your hearing tested lately? Planning a trip soon? Can you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? Do you love to go a-wandering beneath a clear blue sky? Have you noticed what big stars real estate agents have become? Are you careful with your personal records? Does your computer ever seem to have a mind of its own? Have you ever visited a Chinatown section in a major city? Have you ever visited a flea market? Have you ever visited a truck stop? Did you ever have a job as a waiter? Have you noticed how many successful restaurants are theme-based these days? Have you ever had the desire to write your initials in wet cement? What's the weirdest smell I've ever smelled? I don't know. Rotten eggs? That's boring. Here's one. Here's one. Here's a good Dog one. Dog farts. They're nasty. What? Well, yeah, that's true. Cat farts. Not much better. What part of a kid's movie completely scarred you? Like, what part of a children's movie horrified oh, you? I oh, still cannot easy. watch Mufasa dying. Um, that is that is extra but that's not scarring as that much is as extra sad where like i'm watching it happen and it does kind of feel like the first time yeah. every time like oh jesus <laughs> i forgot he died i forgot a central <laughs> part of this movie is that he dies yeah 
Oh yeah, and the, and it's the weird thing is even I forgot it, but even though the first thing I think of when I see him is, oh shit, you're gonna die. Uh-huh. I never saw Bambi, but I know mom gets yeah. shot. That's sad. No, so that's another one where the humans are the bad people. I'm sure I'm gonna describe something that I'm sure ex- everyone experiences, but it's almost like, do you get this too? And mm-hmm. it's like, of course. Have you ever drink water and taste wet? Um, <laughs> so, do you ever like? There's just an image. And it's not scary, but you're like, oh, like it's uh-huh. just kind of this un- sure. like unnerving. I guess there's a word for it. So people, you know, people experience it other than myself. Uh-huh. There, have you ever seen Fantasia? Uh, I feel like we've talked about this. Yeah, Maybe not on the ago, podcast. Super well. So at the end of Fantasia, there's like a weird like demon bat thing. Uh-huh. That's not it. That's not the scarring part. That wouldn't, that should be. No, there's like one where there is like... It's like Greek mythology. There's like imps and shit. Uh, or like, what do they call the things that have like a, a goat bottom succubus. half? No, no. Uh, not a centaur. Um, but yeah, yeah, you got it. Ah, uh, crap. The thing from Keep Hercules. The Danny DeVito from Hercules. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. There's those and there's like um, peg- little baby pegasuses and they're flying around and stuff. And like I Zeus. Think there's a baby pegasus out there. There's, I was gonna say, there's a Zeus. There's the Zeus fawn. up. Oh, okay. Fawn? Yeah, that's sure. There's Fawn, there's Baby Pegasus, there's Zeus or something up in the sky, and he like smiles down at them, and he has this really toothy grin, and it scared the bejesus out of me. And not in like Zeus a. Fantasia. And not like I ran for the hills sort of thing. But like it just like sat in my soul. <laughs> and I was like And it still sat. Yeah. And I'm like, that's too much. The way he looked was not good for me. In Fantasia. Yeah. And let me tell you. What, like oh, that? God. Oh, God. He's about to show me. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, no. I didn't like that yeah, at no, all. I don't care for that. I didn't like that at all. I don't care for that one bit right now. Right no. Right now. No. It's like this creepy like, oh, yeah. look. And I'm like, nope. I'll tell you. I, I was, can't. It's, this is awful for a, a audio medium, but like, look up. I'll, we'll look up it out. Zeus we'll Fantasia. Um, nope. yeah, it's like the second picture if you just type Zeus Fantasia smile. Uh, <laughs> I do love Google that you can just be like, and it's like, I think this is it. Go, Connor McDavid's right foot, middle toe, and it's like, yeah, we gotcha. Um, not, I'll get back to Scarred Me from a child's movie because that's hard. I didn't watch a ton of children's movies. I watched what scarred me is I watched non children's movies as a child, <laughs> and I watched. Twin Peaks as a child, because my brother was into Twin Peaks, and I was there. <laughs> um, so Bob, the killer guy, we discussed in a couple episodes ago. There's an image of him um, where he's just like, because that whole, that whole subplot started in the show, because their very real like set designer got just got caught in a scene, like he got caught in a mirror in a scene, like just a, just a mm. bad shot where he was in the scene. But then, like, because uh, Lynch is, you know, <laughs> look crazy, uh, you know, it was like, oh, well, she's seeing visions man. of this guy that's actually there, and he's evil, and, you know, she's going crazy because he's in the room, and then keep going with it. Well, the next time we see him, he's just lamping at the end of the bed, and he's not being menacing in any way, but he's just kind of crouched down under, like, at the at the foot of the bed. No, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like the sound of that. Yeah, you don't. You don't, Ian. You sure don't. And she sees him and, like, flips out. Understandably. 
Scenes um, where things just appear, not like jump scares, but like all nope. of a sudden there's like a thing in your room and it's just standing there. Nope. Yep. Enjoy that picture because that's what haunted Ooh, my dreams forever. I don't like it. And he's not being like super like it later on. He'd be very like, you know, sort of thing. But in that, he's just like, ah, I'm here. I'm chilling. But he was not supposed to be there and he's not chilling. So, um, also, <laughs> I love, there's another thing I love about, uh, uh, Google images as I typed Bob at the foot of the bed and that's the first image that came up and the third image that came up uh, is also him but not that shot and every other image just a bed not just not Twin bed. Peaks not him just just beds um, Bob's well, there's discount a, furniture there's a bed with feet in it yeah but they're not even Bob's I thought about that but um, so that was what scarred me as a kid and I forgot what the other tangent Fantasia, you said something about Fantasia and Zeus. It's gone. I it's forgot. gone forever. Um, what else didn't I like? There was a. Uh, what did, I I wanted to say something and I forgot it. I forgot it. There was a. What's the one? Don't are you afraid of the dark? That's the one that's not Goosebumps and was on Nickelodeon mm-hmm. or whatever. There was one where this kid put like a. Oh shit! What did he do? <laughs> he like put a comic book or something in a microwave i'm confusing maybe like five episodes (laughs) and it came out and it was like a superhero and a villain but Uh and the superheroes gonna stop the villain but they both turned out to kind of be bad and it just ended like dark it was just like yeah and that was it and they like the kid yeah they're both bad and the kid couldn't get him back in so fuck me eh? and i'm sort of being like wow that was very that was um very Lovecraftian to me as a child. I'm like, oh, so the, it just ended bad, all ba- just bad. And they're like, yeah. And there's another, are you afraid of the dark? Where there was some crazy ass clown that made people laugh. You know, like how like the Joker has like laughing gas, but it was like nonstop, uh-huh. and they looked kind of pale and weird when they got yeah. affected by this. And this clown thing got this guy's parents. And I never liked the when they get to the people's parents. Because when you're young, your parents are like the ones that are like, yo, dog, nothing's happening, everything's cool. But when the parents are like affected by shit in these shows, I'm like, oh no, oh no, they've taken away your last line of defense. You are now a lifeless husk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that either. I had a lot of anxieties as a child. Just yeah, pent up inside. I can see why with oh. all this trauma. Here's a question I'll answer quickly. What movie would be greatly improved if it was made into a musical? No movies. No movies would be greatly improved. Here's the thing. I like no. music from musicals. Fine. I'm not anti-musicals. Don't make me sit and watch two and a half hours of people singing a story. I don't like it. It's you don't bad. like. I don't like it. I've been turned on to musicals a little bit more, but I'm still not still not a fan and i don't really enjoy when they're in a conversation and you're like i wonder what this conversation is about and then you kind of hear the music coming in in the background Mm -hmm. and they haven't started singing it and you're like ah shit here comes a fucking song like i didn't need to hear about this right now i was Mm -hmm. just hoping the plot would advance like well it's a musical (laughs) so if you listen to the song you'll learn something like i'm out fucking out uh these are all very odd so hit me with one more um that's the lame one. I'm I'm <laughs> thinking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Okay, here's a good one. What is something that is really popular now, but in five years everyone will look back on it and be embarrassed by it? So what's the Furby of our generation? 
This is just... I'll tell you what, TikTok for sure. Probably. 100%. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the opposite. I'm gonna tell you what's not gonna be going away. Going away. And it is a Lay's hot dill pickle chips. Uh-huh, they're staying Because they're so good. And if they get rid of them, I'll I'll hate myself and I'll hate life what? itself. What fat maybe I'm just out of touch, right? Sorry, that was just me promoting my new brand. You know what? We've I think we've gone on this tangent before. But these kids who think it's okay to wear ankle like high ankle socks and shorts, they gotta it's, go. That's that's it, Stephen. That's how you know that we are old yeah. and we are no longer young people. That's not okay. That was that would have not have been acceptable. It, but here's in the, the year two thousand. Here's what I don't get about it. I feel like old people traditionally were like, oh, you know, they'd see like bell bottom jeans or whatever, and they'd be like, that is not acceptable, but only because it's like I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is what we're doing. But I feel like old people then wouldn't be like, you're not cool for wearing that. It would be more like, I don't want you to be wearing yeah. that. Whereas now, I feel like it's very much, I'm like, no, no, wear it. You just are an idiot. <laughs> yeah. When I see like 17-year-old boys standing around at Fritz's, you know. Oh, uh, where where you fall. <laughs> yeah, with this, where I follow them late at night. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand the high white socks in slip-on sandals with, like, gym shorts on and, like, a really big long-sleeve oh, thin yeah. sweatshirt. Oofy, yeah. That, like, but also in the dead of summer uh-huh. and just floppy-ass hair and it's just, like, it's the it's the crusty white kid where it's like, yeah, your parents, like, your dad's, like, a dentist or I don't know, something weird where it's like, how can you let your child walk out like they are still at home i don't know yeah i'm also someone that doesn't really go out in like gym clothes either i wear those at home or at the gym but i'm like never wear gym shorts out and people do of our generation do that too so i'm like in this weird like do you have home clothes because i've started to develop having home clothes that Uh. i only wear at home and i only really do that now because i have a dog that sheds everywhere and i can't have hair on everything i own but before that, people look at me weird now. I used to, I swear to God, I'd wake up and I wouldn't put on gym shorts or like old shorts. I'd put on fucking jeans and socks. I sound like an old, you. oh God, Stephen, I sound no, like no, an no, old no. man. I, I put totally on a, get it. I put on a t-shirt I, that I would proudly wear outside and I'd put on like a belt and I'd be at home in these clothes. The belt, I'm not sure I'm there with yeah, you. Yeah, Stephen, like, Stephen jumped off the ship. But like, no, I'm with you. Like, I work from home. It's very weird. And, I sound old. Um, I will be 30. When I started working months. from home, I don't know if you did this when you like transitioned during COVID or whatever, but like when I first got a job from home, I was very much like, no, I'm going to dress in business casual. Like for the first two or three weeks, mm-hmm. I think I would get up early. I would, you know, shower and get ready like I was leaving the house. I would put on a polo and like khakis, like work pants, mm-hmm. maybe shoes. I don't remember if I did no, shoes. Don't put shoes on. But I'd just like dress like I was going to a business meeting, which is doubly funny because in this company, you wouldn't do that if you were going to a business <laughs> meeting, which I learned quickly. But like, then I went through a phase where. You know, especially during winter and COVID, during the double whammy, where I did not give one single solitary <laughs> crap what I wore. And I wore, like, sweatpants, 
and sweat, you know, t-shirts or whatever, or hoodie or whatever, just like as crappy as you can potentially conceivably dress for most of the winter. Um, and to be fair, I cared so little most of this winter with all the COVID stuff that sometimes I just go out like that too. <laughs> if I was just running through the grocery as yeah, fast yeah. as I could. Um, but now I've kind of, kind of gone to that place you were just talking about where it's like what I usually wear in life is like a decent pair of shorts and a nice t-shirt. And that's what I wear at work every day too. Yeah. So it's like, I get that. Yeah. That's pretty much what I do now. But I just I, wear regular clothes. I also think I definitely now more than ever have a sense of like, oh, this isn't what I'm going out in later. This mm-hmm. is just what, you know, not that I go out at all now, but like really ever yeah. had like a thriving social life where I went clubbing or anything. But like, I would very much be like, oh, this is like what I'm wearing now because it's what I have on, but I'm definitely changing if I go anywhere at mm-hmm. all. Like if I go to the mailbox, I might change. So yeah. yeah, I get that. I think I get that. Uh, to bring it full circle, the thing that is really popular now that people will be embarrassed by in five years, uh, Elliot Friedman's beard. Um, I'll be embarrassed by it in five minutes. We, I love you, Elliot. Friend of the show. Uh, I would say future guest almost certainly on the two guys seven cups podcast Ew. at that point. Um, yeah, Elliot, you have a wife, do you not? Yeah, there are people, and that, they they joke all the time oh, about that. how their wives like should have picked better. Which and you is know an what? insult to the wife. Yeah, that's an insult to your wife having like you're like she's got poor decision making. Uh, can skills. I can I tell you a story but about? She might, actually. Uh, a beloved co-worker who I will not name. Uh, after the pod, after the pod. Yeah, yeah, we should do that after the pod. You know what, so folks? Much. People hate it, but uh, it, it just makes sense. It makes sense. Um, yeah, that's what we got this week. We gave you 90 minutes of content. And we recorded two hours of content, <laughs> and we lost it all. So be thankful. If you join our Patreon, they'll, they'll, you can <laughs> get access to Still can't get to that, that content, but uh, we need to start a Patreon. Give us more money, please. We don't, more, more, more money. Any money. We don't need money. We're maybe not a, that kind maybe of a, a podcast. Tip. Maybe just tips on how yeah, to make this you, thing better. You can find us on Venmo. We're not hidden. Um, frankly, we're a little offended. Uh, no, thank you all for listening watching if you've been staring at your phone the whole time although i've got to tell you not how this works we're not gonna appear uh we're not youtube uh, uh but uh yeah anything else to say before we get out of here stay safe happy father's day oh, to yeah. any dads out there or any male cats who have stuck around and helped the help their mom raise the children great i know that's uh sometimes a uh, unpopular in the cat world mm-hmm. so we really celebrate you Thankless job. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but to actual fathers, happy Father's Day. To people who have fathers, happy Father's Day. Celebrate your dads this weekend, and we'll talk to you real soon. You See got you. a dad joke off do the I cuff? Oh, fuck. Why'd you do that to me? <laughs> uh, no. Okay, no dad jokes. Um, yeah, I don't have one either. Uh, my dad, though. 
terrible dad jokes. I mean, ter- great at them. Okay, no, I got one. I got okay, one. I got right, one. Right, I got right, one. Right, right. Sorry, sorry. But you got to help me with this because okay. I think you already know this one. Okay. Or maybe you don't. It'll yeah, be really no, good. I'll play dumb. I'll play dumb. So did you hear about the actress that got stabbed last weekend? <laughs> no. Come on. No, I haven't. It's like Reese. Uh, Reese. Witherspoon? No, with a knife. <laughs> You know what? I have heard that, and I'd forgotten how it functioned anyway, so I just said Witherspoon. Uh, yeah, folks, uh, it's great. Dad jokes abound. Send us your best on Twitter, at Two Guys One Cup, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. What's the worst thing that you've ever experienced on a date? I will be your father, baby. Put your tiny hand in mine. I will be your preacher, teacher. Anything you have in mind, I will be your father, baby. I have had enough of crying. I will be the one who loves you till the end of time.